welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz. Happy, happy hump day, everybody. This is the very first time here on Cruise Control. We're here to talk about entertainment news, how it affects you, the world, and pop culture, a little bit of everything, because we have a good time on Cruise Control. But, you know, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, as we say it here. And joining me back, as always, is my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? Good. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Hump, hump, a hump. <laughs> Feeling better? Doing better? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. Hey, hey, Ryan. Rough day back. Yeah, yeah. Spring had a rough day, but it, but you know what? We're back here. It's okay. Feeling better. Looking perky. Looking beautiful over there. You. <laughs> not doing so bad yourself yeah uh, trying i don't know about that i i don't think i i don't think i shine as much as the intellectual of cruise control mr mike casey mike welcome back to cruise control how you doing tonight i'm doing terrific man thanks for uh thanks for having me back you both look terrific oh thank you <laughs> oh mike. thank you mike we appreciate yeah, that do you fine sir <laughs> <laughs> you say you say five star you call him a five star i said fine sir but oh. five star also five works stars. Five stars. <laughs> Five Thank star. you for that lovely drive to uh, Gukaku. I appreciate it. <laughs> Five stars, Mike. Coming on back. And also, it wouldn't be hump day if we didn't have the man himself, our comic book fucking mastermind himself, Sean Sutherland. Sean, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing tonight, Sean? I'm great. Uh, I, I will say uh, I, I feel pretty. Um, no one's mentioned that at all. You weren't uh, on camera started. yet, bud. We were saving the reveal. You got a haircut. You got a haircut. Yeah, showing you some Definitely skin today. I'm going to close, close it up. Close it up. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Don't take it away. Uh, oh, no, so rude. Uh, always happy to be here. You know, if it's hump day, you know, it's got to be cruise control. Uh, super excited to get into it. And lovely to see you all as well. And GR, yeah. thank God you forgave me, and good to see you back. In the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. one to hold a grudge. Yeah, no, no, no. GR is not, but well, maybe a little bit, maybe once more. No, no, GR now, but but yeah, yeah. Thanks you all. Thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, happy Hump Day. Everyone's great. Thanks, Chris Panico. Yeah, it's been it's been a great week so far. We had a little bit of hiccup. We did a show yesterday, which was fun. A lot of stuff happening with the strike, and we talked about a lot of that today uh, yesterday. But it's just crazy how we're still so far apart. And yeah, there was a huge strike thing, a huge strike petition, a picketing that happened today. They marched from Netflix all the way to Paramount. They picketed there, then they marched back to Netflix, shutting down Hollywood. Chris, uh, Ryan was there, actually. Yeah, Ryan was there. So crazy times in Hollywood. But there's also, regardless of all this strike stuff, it doesn't even matter if that's happened because Hollywood's still moving a lot of ways and there is still some breaking news. <laughs> about like the strike stuff the union stuff but more about vfx artists because we talked about this before the vfx vfx artists say that 500 fucking times the vfx artists from marvel actually wanted to unionize they wanted to join iatsi and now they had a vote and unanimously unanimously can i say that unanimously they said yes we want to join iatsi so everyone across the board there were like 50 people that went forward and just said hey let's have this vote and so now they're going to be joining iati now of course the national labor relations were watching this deeply they want to make sure everything was followed exactly how it can be to make this a legal entity to move forward and of course these people aren't always 
every animator that works for Marvel because there are like 18 staffers at VFX at Walt Disney that are still trying to unionize themselves too. So they're going to vote too. They're going to vote until October 2nd. Right now they're starting to vote and then they'll have their tally come in. And of course the VFX artists from Marvel had theirs ended on Monday and then all the tallies up yesterday. Now officially they announced it this morning. So it's huge for them. Joining Ayatsi and Ayatsi said they still want to figure this out. They want to actually launch a, a, a new broad national VFX local that can include all these people in Hollywood, which I think is great to get them involved. But there's still so many independent houses right now that aren't going this route. So it could get hairy down the line. I mean, we're talking about roughly like like there's like hundreds of houses in Hollywood right now that they can go to. They've been going overseas looking for visual effects artists too. So to me, this is probably going to be a tough thing, but it's a baby step. It's great. It's happening. I'm happy. It's been a decade. They've been trying to make this move forward. And now it's happened. The VFX artists are joining IATSE and it's going to be a great thing for everybody that hasn't had an opportunity moving forward. And speaking of the strike, a lot of people aren't working. And so they're like, how do I get money now? The national or the, the government might officially give them unemployment now. If you're striking and you have applied for unemployment before and you didn't get it because they said you're on strike. Now there's a bill going through and it's going up there to Washington on Washington Hill. You know, it's going all the way through wow. and they're going to <laughs> they're going to try to make this move forward. Now, right now it's going to the Senate and if it passes that, then it's going to go to Gavin Newsom's desk, but it's moved forward to that point and if Newsom passes it, bam, you'll be able to get unemployment if you haven't right now, if you've been disqualified based off of these strike regulations. Now, of course, Gavin Newsom, out of all the votes that he's had or the bills that have come across his desk, uh, he voted, he only vetoed 169 and he passed over a thousand or I think close to a thousand. So he he normally passes stuff and I think this is one of those situations where he will pass it for, for people that need unemployment right now. But yeah, it's crazy times. I can't believe it. It's like, that's happening. But something else that actually happened is UFC and WWE officially have merged. It's done. It's over. They're calling it TKO. So TKO, I guess that makes sense, right? TKO, run the mat, hit the mat, fall over TKO. I don't know, but they just launched it today. They had this big stock market thing, a big announcement. Vince McMahon still involved. Now his portion is only going to be 49%. And Endeavor, who is the parent company for UFC, is going to have 51% control. And that'll bring the executive, uh, McMahon will be the executive chairman, but Endeavor CEO, Ari Emanuel, will actually be TKO's executive chief. Now everybody else is going to stay in line. They have a board of 11 people that are going to run the whole thing. There's some new people coming in. It's a mix of people from both WWE and also... UFC's boards merging together. So it's a big day, but they're actually saying that, you know, $21 billion is the value of this enterprise, 21 billion. And they'll have about 2.5 billion in annual revenue and over 1.8 billion, or it's just 1 billion, sorry about that, in a estimated uh, EBITA. I hate that. Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So it's a new premium sports thing coming your way. If you're a big fan of both these, like, I think it's only a good thing, but it is, it's a huge company moving forward. And McMahon had the, the grapefruits to make this happen. So, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's big one. So is it, isn't UFC like real actual sports competition? Yeah. Yes, and that's why they're saying that WWE will fall over an entertainment branch. They're going to have a new division for that. They'll be entertainment stuff, and they'll probably they're have more. Out of, they're coming live. out of the closet just full, oh, full force. Full, full blown. They're and out. This means we're going to see Vince in the wind. Roided out Vince, like actually coming into oh. the octagon and kickboxing no, dudes, right? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe he'll get into that octagon. I don't. I feel like McMahon's getting a little so. old. He's yeah, I feel like he's getting. <laughs> 
He's getting a little old though. I'm like, like there's pictures of him that have come up and he's like trying to rock a mustache, which I'm like, McMahon, I don't know if that mustache is for you. That pencil mustache no. kind of looks like he's, uh, I don't know what he's trying to do. Like he's trying he's to get trying, into porn it, maybe. He's trying to do ages. a lot of work. Yeah. It has to do yeah. a lot of heavy lifting for the rest of that, that raisin face. It's just not going to work. It, it aged it's him true. a lot when the undertaker kidnapped his daughter. I think. Yeah. It, I would say it really did. You know, I, you know, really speaking did. as someone who's never had a daughter, you know, taken by the Undertaker, <laughs> I, I can only imagine the uh, the existential crisis and the emotional turmoil you go over and what that does to you. Uh, you know, if you come out of that with a mustache, by all means, uh, I think it destroys your soul. Right, Sabrina destroys your soul. Yeah, no, definitely not a topic for me. So carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's big news for a lot of fighting people out there. Of course, like think about pay-per-views. That's a lot of money. Billions of billions, billions and billions of dollars. And and all of them are just going to make more money now. That I mean, the, the stock went way up today. So it's it's a big deal. And for me, man, it's a legacy thing. You know, his dad went from having this little company, this mom and pop company taking over territories. And now they're like one of the biggest companies that involve fighting and entertainment in the world. So good for him. It's big. You know, he made it happen. That happened. But something that didn't happen hundred percent is Beetlejuice because they only shot 99% of it before they went down from the WGA and the SAG after strike. So they've got like only a day and a half left to film this. Oh. Almost done. Can you imagine being on this production? You're like a day and a half and you got to shut down. And you're like, well, I guess we go into post for a while. And then whenever we come back and shoot it, this is not going to come out until September of 2024. We've got some time until then. So that day and a half be easy. Because they'll probably be reshoots anyway. So they'll probably lump them all together. But uh, Burton actually said, I feel grateful we got what we got. Literally, it was a day and a half. And we know what we have to do. It's 99% done. It's big, though. I mean, this is a big production. And actually, people are saying, now we talked about Johnny Depp a little bit last week, I think it was. But they're saying that Johnny Depp is going to be in this. It's coming out more and more. Apparently, he was seen with Jenna Ortega before. But now, apparently, it's leaked out that he has some kind of cameo in this. No one really knows what the idea, what, what it's going to be, how big it's going to be. But apparently it is. I mean, well, I, we gotta wait and see. Oh. It makes sense because Tim Burton and him, like how close are they, right, Sean? I mean, of course. Oh. Tim Burton said too, if the right thing was around, sure. I think with anybody, you just never work with anybody, even with my friends, unless it makes sense. And so I think this might be a thing where it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see Johnny Depp make an appearance in this movie, if only to be or reprise his role as Edward Scissorhands. And that, of course, opens us up to the Burton-verse and uh, it's just a whole nother multiverse for us to explore uh, with, you know, Charlie. And, I mean, he's going to have to do double duty. He could show up as, as Willy Wonka, um, you know. Willy I, Wonka, yeah, that'd I, be cool. I, yeah, not really. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> but if he shows up, if he shows up as uh, Edward Scissorhands, I, I think that'd be fucking hilarious. It would fit, it would fit in the universe. I it think worked, it would. It's a character that can would. exist in Beetlejuice exactly as is. No problem. Yeah. No what problem. Was, what was the one? What was the one though? There was one that was uh, a dark something, dark. Uh, he was like shadows. a vampire. Dark shadows. Dark shadows. The creepy guy with the white, the white makeup on his face. Which movie? Yeah, that? maybe. I think that was dark. Dark shadow. I think that would make more sense if every he's in the movie, afterlife, every right? Movie he's ever been in. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's amazing that he's going to be in Beetlejuice because I think <laughs> one more time. We're gonna see him with uh, with white face paint on his face, which is you just went full Jerry Seinfeld right there, Mike. One more time. <laughs> what are you saying, Brian? What, what are you using me of? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of his rider at this point. Like uh, he enjoys it though, so get get out there, man. Well, I mean, I'll take. We can do bet. We can do a bet live on air. Who if if Let's he's do a bet. be in white? All right, what's the bet? You you call hmm. it. 
Oh. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. A bet, Sabrina. You gotta oh. help us out here. Yeah. So a uh, uh, bet. So if 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 okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say I if want he the is face in paint it. Side. I want face paint. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine we all wear face paint? Like people. Okay. Whoever whoever thinks they're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is, oh, oh, we, we got a brainstorm. Out. I came yeah, up Sean's with this whole nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> so Sean thinks he's going to come back as Edward Scissorhands, and or, uh, Mike thinks that he's going to be in white face makeup yep. of any kind. And uh, Brian, I, think, I don't know. I think he's going to be Dark Shadows. I'm going to say. Okay. If it, if it is a Burton verse, we have a lot of different Johnny Depp ca- cameo opportunities, right? He could be Willy be Wonka. He could be Ichabod Crane. He could be whoever the. <laughs> he could be the Mad Hatter. He could be Sweeney Todd. He could be. I don't think guy. he's going to be any of those things. I think he is. I think he's going to be. I think one he's just going to be a person who is now going to be in Beetlejuice, and uh, he might be their neighbor or like uh, some, you know, whatever salesman that comes by the what house if he and participates in a seance of some sort. He could I mean, play I himself. He I don't think he's going to be a past yeah. character. And since it's popular uh, belief that he'll come with white face makeup, I'm going to say he's going to be a normal person. He could he could show up and be like, man, I just went through this horrible trial, and man, don't I gotta tell you, be careful who you date, you know, careful who you. And that's all he's, he's gonna walk out of a courthouse. He's gonna walk out of a courthouse at the end okay. of the moon, be like, careful who you date. That's all he's yeah. gonna say. You guys are making so many. You're making so many pitches. The the movie's ninety nine percent done. I mean, I guess you have. There is a there's a little reshoot bit of that you can get in there with. Reshoot potential, Mike. You know Tim Burton watches this, Mike. Come on. Yeah, oh, he's on he here does, all he the does? time. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. He, 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 of the show, he goes Tim by TB. TB on this. That's what he goes <laughs> by. TB all day. Yeah, yeah Ty TB. Boogie. That's actually Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> Ty Boogie and Tim Burton. Can you imagine? It's an alias. It's an alias. He has a case. He's like, whatever, guys. I'm here to, I'm here to get the hot, hot takes on things. That's why I'm there, you know, Yo, watching cruise deal, control. Player? Yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, we have no idea. Again, this is, I would call it speculation station. It's like people say this and it's like X, Y, and Z said it to B and then Y said, fuck you. And then G said, hell yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's fucking true. So you just, we have no idea what's really happening until we actually see the movie or they make an official announcement. But Tim Burton's just like, hey, I'm excited about this movie. He's happy to be able to make it. And that's a big thing because Johnny Depp, they're friends. He'll get back together. Even if he's not in this, they'll find a way to work together again. It's inevitable. It really is. You know, and it's just like, it's almost as inevitable as I heard that NSYNC came back together last night, the VMAs. They were all together on stage together and this whole thing with Justin Timberlake went down where apparently he bumped in to Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Megan Thee Stallion uh, now, now, if you watch the video, we're going to watch it in a second, but if you watch the video, people are saying, well, it looks like she got really mad and she's yelling at him and there's a confrontation backstage and what happened at the VMAs? Now, again, this is like the the best in the last three years, the mo- highest rating in the last three years for the VMA. So people have been stoked to watch it. There's not much content out there. So people need something to watch. And of course, Taylor Swifty, all the Swifties are probably excited because she won music video of the year again. I guess same video two years in a row and NSYNC actually introduced it and gave them the award. And there's rumors they're coming back apparently because apparently there's Trolls 3. It's all about the storyline about, about Justin Timberlake's character getting the band back together. So apparently the band members are going to be all the NSYNC members and they're going to um... sing. Yeah, troll, 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 or something like that shit together, wow. and they're gonna go trolly into the insta- distance. They have a good time. I get it. 
It's a yeah. troll, yeah, troll. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's thing. troll, troll, yeah. troll. You know, so they're all, if it's a boy band back together, maybe they'll be like, yeah, I don't know, blame it on the troll. I have no idea. But anyway, so this is happening. Megan the Stallion was backstage. Let's watch this for a second. Let's talk about this because some people are saying, yes, it was a confrontation, but Megan the Stallion, the Stallion, I should say, said, no, I was just saying, hey, what's up, boo? Uh, this is not the best way to talk, so let's let's become friends later on or something like that. Oh, let's watch it. Oh yeah, he's laughing at that. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Joey, he's Joey over there. Fatone knows. Joey Fatone knows. I think yeah. that's Joey I mean, Fatone. I don't know who the fuck that is. This does not count. That's what that's very quick. On the lips. This does not count. This does not count. Yeah. Yeah, she said, no, 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 we've never met before. It was their first time meeting, and she was super excited, apparently. That's what she said. And that's what, you know, the report came up. I think we should play it again without audio, and Mike and I will do the voices <laughs> of Megan Lee Stallion and Justin Timberlake. All right, we ready? Yeah. Uh, who, oh, wait, wait. You're, I'm you're, Megan, you're, Megan Lee Stallion, right? You're Megan Lee Stallion, and I'm okay. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm muting it. Here we go. And action. Oh, hey, this is fun. <laughs> Oh, hey, Megan, how are you? What? What, JT? What's yeah, that? Just... This does not count, okay? Okay. This does not count. Okay, sorry. I'm just... Wow. A... <laughs> <laughs> not again, not again, not again. We watch it. Wow. Nailed it. Nailed no. it hard, right? This is and the Emmy goes, too. No, no prep work. Didn't even have this ready. Shocking. You saw Magic Live, guys. Magic wow. Live. Wow, uh, I that was super live. So, I Sean, this, this is this is a I think this is a case of you got something in your head. You're in the middle of doing something, and you've got you're all set, and then you are totally surprised by something else throws you off, and your body language doesn't match how excited you are, and you accidentally oh. come across looking aggressive. I've been married for twelve years. This is what happens on a daily basis. It's just no, miscommunication. Yeah, I know when I'm backstage at the VMAs getting my hair did um, that, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to have JT seeing me at the first time. Uh, you know, uh, it's just it's just not the right place. I've got to get in the headspace. I got to go do that tongue thing that everyone loves. And, uh, you know, that's just uh, I need my space. I need my space right there. And, and JT should know that. Yep, you should have known that. And then there's a lot of, sure, a lot sure of emotions that night, though, right? Because, you know, they're all together again in sync and they're kind of hinting they're going to do this, too. So there's a lot of VMAs. Like, I don't usually, I wasn't really going to cover this, but I saw this. I laughed because it was going nuts on X and people were talking about it all over the place. And, but yeah, I think this misunderstanding, I know X, X going to give it to you. <laughs> going to cause that drama x going to do it do it going to cause drama x x x you know that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify for ryan it's not the same video she won twice in the year same category is what he yeah. meant not the same video well there you go same shit different year but i mean it's taylor swift she's fucking like rocking it these days like i said they're bringing this stuff back to theaters and like making people like making so much more for theaters and on top of that she's like winning awards and she's great i mean it's awesome i'm happy for swifty fans out there too because it's a big time for them Brina, you so you think that this isn't really anything though right this is just no i think a lot of people weird. try to make a mountain out of a molehill and this is a perfect example you know it's ridiculous people like to speculate and make drama where none exists so um, I believe the stories that there was nothing weird going on there, um, you know, and it was just uh, misread body language, like Mike said. Yeah, it, it just really, it really does feel like it, right? It doesn't feel like it's anything that's legit. And again, X, I guess X going to give you drama, going to give you drama. That's all it is these days. So, yeah. eh, you know what? They'll meet again. 
they'll have a better interaction and people will still be talking about it because a proper introduction, you know, of a proper introduction, just like the fans had a pretty proper introduction to Anakin Skywalker coming into Ahsoka because now, if you've been watching this, guys, and then this is a little, you know, this is our geeky time. We're talking a little Star Wars, but, you know, the new episode came out and for me, I'm like, finally, we're getting into the, the nuts and bolts of what this series is. And it's about Ahsoka trying to figure out how to be a master, Jedi master, have a paddle on, figure out like how to deal with her past, where she's going forward. And to me, even the lightsaber battles in this were a lot better. Like, I don't know what it is. Hell yeah. Even Christian sins, like I fucking know how to use a lightsaber. Back the fuck off. I got this shit. I've done this enough in my life, but it came out Shadow Warrior part five. And all these flashbacks with the Clone Wars, my question came out to me when I was thinking about this, like, will this actually like save Hayden Christensen's whole idea of being like, you know, you know, people said he was bad. Uh, people have always hated on him for his performance as Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. Now, of course, since Kenobi came out, since they've been adapting the, you know, the untold stories of Star Wars, the in-between methods, I feel like that people are getting more on board with you know, this him as being Anakin, you know, and then this too, it's like bringing in scenes from the Clone Wars cartoons and actually having him perform it now with Ahsoka. It's pretty cool. And the whole thing where they're actually in the Clone Wars and it's like red and it's misty and people are blowing up. And the, I was telling Mike for the show, like, yeah, I know he didn't see this, but that, like as Anakin's walking and fucking hit people with his lightsaber, like it flashes and he becomes Darth Vader. And now he's like hitting bitches with his other lightsaber. It's red now and he flashes and he's Anakin, like just hitting bitches again with his lightsaber. I'm mean, gonna say it again. But it's, to me, it's it's really cool. It's cinematic. I understand, because this one came to theaters, top of this last week, it came to theaters. So people could actually watch this so 52 minutes long, you know, it's a short movie in a lot of ways, and it tells a lot of backstory. You probably got like 20 minutes of Anakin in this. But does this save him? That's the question, you know? Does this change how we look at him, or will, you know, it just like a flash in the pan? And will be bigger, because I feel like he might come back more. What do you think, Sean? Do you think this is just a, a start of what we're getting, or do you think that this is, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a, a blip? Uh, no, I, I, I do hope and, and I do believe that this is just another stop on the Hayden Christensen and Anakin Skywalker redemption tour. Choo -choo. Um, I don't think, thank you. Yes. Yeah. All aboard. Um, I, you know, get on the bus, <laughs> Question mark? right? Get on the get bus. bus. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I, I think he wasn't giving, given the best material to work with it. I think that he was probably given the wrong direction into how to approach the character especially because of just how iconic Darth Vader is and people knew who Anakin Skywalker was in terms of what that character represented and what it could be. But I honestly think it's okay that, you know, we got a young punk kid. We got someone that had some inner turmoil that showed the issues of the Jedi, you know, trying to get rid of emotion and, and earthly connections and all, or not earthly, but you know what I mean? Connections and all that kind of shit. Like, I, I thought he did fine in him. Like, obviously it wasn't the best thing and he got lambasted fine, but like every other time that he's approached it, uh, this character now he's done so with reverence and respect. And again, you know, as I mentioned this, I'm a, a big comic book guy. I go to a lot of comic book conventions. Hayden Christensen did a ton of fucking tours uh, back in the day, even before, uh, you know, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, even before this show, you know, he was always there willing to meet fans willing to take pictures with them and you know i think he he cares a lot he recognizes how polarizing you know his performance was how polarizing the character is of course and honestly like i got a lot out of this episode and a 
bunch of that was because of the work that he put into the 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 coma ghost experience of Anakin Skywalker in this episode. Uh, I was pretty impressed, and and yeah, I, I hope we get more of him. I hope that uh, you know he gets his due in terms of being appreciated as for what he has done and how much of a you know a, a, a integral piece of the Star Wars you know legacy that he the represents. The lore, exactly. Yeah, Chris, you check it out. I don't I mean, this, it's believe like... you, Chris. I don't. There's no fucking way. There's <laughs> no show, not way. a movie. Just to. <laughs> <laughs> and and this one's a show, but yeah, there's the movies. But... There's so much Star Wars, but yeah, yeah, I think that this is like a a, a good time for to be hating Christensen, you know, to give him a chance to actually find his footing again and and people respect his body of work, you know. And I think people are also apologizing for their hate in the prequels a lot of time too. Oh, but yeah. you know, it's just it's just happening more more but i think time. he freaking killed it. yeah enough that just takes yeah, yeah. You're right it just takes time the, this it really episode does. this episode tied with episode four has really revitalized i think my interest in the show uh, you know sabrina you you're someone who has mentioned previously that like where's the young pet you know preppy or peppy kind of ahsoka tana where's that well, we got to see why she is in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she got she was forced into growing up in this warrior set, which the Jedi had not been previously before this, and that's all she knows. And she had to grow up and cope with the horrors of war. Um, and this is the first time we really got to kind of see that, uh, given the res you know respect and deference that it deserved. And uh, you know, I think it makes a lot more sense now. Uh, um, uh, the actress's uh, who's Rosario Dawson's performance. Yeah, I think it gives it a lot more grounding and reality in terms of like you know what she had to go through and where she is now. Like I, I thought these scenes were really pivotal, pivotal uh, to her character development. And um, you know I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't know if flying into a whale's mouth is what I needed to see uh, at I the know, end right? of it. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. Could have been a whale's vagina. I mean, We've never seen Same what another degree. <laughs> we've never we've never seen what another galaxy looks like in Star Wars. So I'm excited to kind of see what episode six is at this point. And um but yeah, Hayden Christensen's doing great and uh rah rah Hayden Christensen. Sorry. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> Sabrina, do you think this will be like a, a renaissance for his career now coming back and doing this role? And do you think that diving into this past will be something that will push forward and bring him back into more episodes moving forward into this series? I mean, we only have a few episodes left, but do you think this is just the, the breadcrumbs of to come? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like kind of playing Anakin way back when kind of stunted his career quite a bit. Uh, because Absolutely. Yes. The yeah the the reception that he got for playing anakin and like you know it just i it kind of he kind of like was stuck in time and like so i think that's probably why he was so active in comic-con and stuff and i think his dedication to the character um maybe is part of the reason why they wanted to bring him back um i that's obviously all speculation my personal opinion um but i think they when they brought him back in obi-wan um he like that scene where he was fighting obi-wan was like epically amazing and it's really a lot of what i was missing in ahsoka like there, like the lightsaber scenes were abysmal like there, it just seemed like the cinematography didn't seem that great this the, the choreography didn't seem that great like i just it just seemed very like laissez-faire which is not uh what we're used to uh watching star wars so um i think that that really put a big spark um under him 
uh, and under his playing uh, Anakin and or, you know, Darth Vader, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that this was exactly what people needed to see from him. Um, and I, I appreciate Sean saying too that it like explains her character a bit. And to be fair, like, like what Jedi have you ever seen that's bubbly and excited? Like none. Yeah, really. you don't. So you're right. I get you know. I, I guess that all, it all really does make sense. Just going from Clone Wars to this, it just seemed like a bigger jump, you know. And I just felt like she was just so emotionless, like completely void. You know, there wasn't like any bit, you know. And that started to happen last episode, and then this episode, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, a definitely. Um, not an origin story, but it, it it explains all the things we didn't know and it brings him back into the fold and it shows her that she needs to be a better teacher to Sabine. And it's I think it's gonna that's gonna be a whole nother trajectory. I do agree with the whale's mouth, but they did thoroughly explain that last episode, like with the, that that they travel yeah. and that and I mean there's more unbelievable things in Star Wars. So like I don't really hate that as you know, I don't it, it's weird, but it, I feel like it's far for the fucking course. <laughs> <laughs> it's true mike do you think that the best way to travel through space is through a whale's mouth or do you think there's a better tra way of transportation to make your way through galaxy to galaxy well i prefer a manatee's mouth <laughs> that's, the, that's the mike impression sabrina no, you're dead on I'm a, I'm a mega i'm yeah. a mega manatee fan um <laughs> it wasn't you it was just the question that was just a voice i made i'm sorry i was not trying to be you <laughs> i don't know uh, like i do i'm really concerned about uh the pressure dynamics like how does a how does a, this this whale like keep a breathable environment in inside like haven't you seen pinocchio <laughs> yeah Through hyperspace well he's 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 on planet earth though <laughs> Pinocchio was an earth whale, not a space <laughs> whale. Space whales How's are even more habitable, bro. Whale? There's more oxygen in there. It's even better when you're in space. Hit me, hit me up on uh, Xbox Live. Uh, my tag is uh, space mammals. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to space mammals. <laughs> I, 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 haven't, think I haven't seen any of this. I've been I've been doing other kinds of uh, outer space piracy uh, all week, like like Star Fox, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, Star Fox. Okay, oh, in I got I got in trouble for the pirate space pirate comment pretty bad. <laughs> Come on, but he's, he's not a, he's a space pirate. I'm like, space sorry, face your friend Fox. the show. Starfields came out, the new game from Bethesda. Um, so I've been I've been cranking on that. You said uh, so. You said on episode five we get. You said he's chopping bitches left and right like yeah he, yeah they, they show the clone wars they show the clone wars actually you can tell there's like soldiers running and stuff and then he's just deflecting like laser fire and he's chopping people and then he's talking to her and trying to teach her a lesson they have a very heartfelt moment before that like, he goes back into the battle to being like, like like sean was saying like you're you know you're, you're learning how to fight and she's like, why is that all has to be like, when I teach my Padawan the same thing, learn how to fight, isn't there more to this? And he's like, not right now, because there's a, there's a war going on. So that's what we're doing. We're training to fight the battle. And, and so like, you get this really dynamic of why maybe she never got her full training and maybe why she's so bitter about things and how maybe she's secluded because of all this, because she learned during a war when all it was, was like, defend, 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 as opposed to actually like all the other Jedi stuff like Luke went through, you know? So Disney, and I think Disney that wants to Disney wants to just slow, slow roll on all the hyper action stuff for Darth Vader because they don't want us to get totally burnt out on it. Um, so I, I really like that approach, like the mama bird just dripping it onto us little babies in the nest. I appreciate that. Uh, but maybe in this episode, maybe we'll he'll chop some of that 
Canadian away and get some of that American red lightsaber aggression that we need for a Darth Vader character. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they'll show him become more and more of that. But we don't even know who he is in this. It's like the world between worlds. So is he actually Darth Vader? Is he some other being impersonating him? It could be a memory of that he's memory. having. Even who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's very, I, it's very vague. I think it's in I, her I mind. kind of in, I kind of in just yeah. I kind of interpreted it as her in like a force coma kind of thing and this is just kind of she's replaying exactly the way like her mind had to kind of convince her to you know wake the fuck up basically yeah yeah i don't don't think smell the roses i don't don't have an epiphany again yeah how do space whales work they fly in the atmosphere they are purgles purgles okay they do make those sounds though they do make the good solid well they do make make a whale sound Mm -hmm. yes it's fantastic. It sounds like sound in space. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't make no the Maybe it's the wind acts as the water swimming. does. Like the wind acts as the water does. Like and so it's the same process, but with wind instead of water. Their yeah. asses glow blue, and then they can hyperspace. I don't no, know. I mean, that makes sense at least. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Right. You didn't have the blue. How obviously. we all do it. <laughs> Word up. I, I gotta tell you, I think that makes more sense than doing a murder she wrote movie because who who's oh. a, who's this oh. for right now? I don't know who would want to watch a murder she wrote. Somebody might want to watch Murder She Wrote the movie, but of course the series starred the late Angela Langsbury and uh, as Jessica Fletcher, her character name was, and she was a mystery writer and amateur detective residing in the fictional town of Cabot Cove. And uh, this was in Maine, but apparently she used to help out the cops and solve murder and mysteries. And she was writing her book a long time. Her essential was like, bum, 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 bum. she's typing on a little keyboard and stuff. Yeah, but this apparently. Got it. Got it. Very this, good with the impressions. He's lucky it's yeah. not Friday. I know. Wow. This new feature film, though, is coming from Universal Pictures. And it's, of course, it was a CBS crime drama back in the day. And they did a lot of episodes of this, too. It's like went from like they had made movies from 97 to 2003. So they had spinoff movies, which is kind of nothing. But 84 to 96, the series actually went through. Oh. And I mean, Peter S. Fletcher, uh, Richard Levinson, and William Link wrote this. But yeah, it was big. Big show, and actually the writers of Dumb Money are coming in to write this. They apparently got the deal before the strikes went down. They started working on it, and then, of course, stopped writing when the strikes ended up happening. And the screenwriters are just, you know, still moving forward that they're going to make a reboot movie to this. And I don't know if it's going to be like a one-off type deal, or if they're going to hope to do more. But it's a weird franchise. It's like when they brought Matlock back, and they had Kathy Bates do that, too. It's like a weird it's a weird thing. Did people watch that? I guess. Did it come back? Did that even happen? Yeah, yeah, they came out. Yeah, it came yeah, out. Really? Yeah, yeah, Matlock. No, I, I didn't watch it yet, but I mean, I'm probably I won't. The people that are that are fans of Matlock and Murder She Wrote are like passing yeah. on to the next phase at this point. <laughs> oh, gee. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. The next phase of life. The next, or the phase. next phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I'm just like, it doesn't really make sense. That they, I mean, I've, I've, then again, it's just another procedural in a lot of ways. Maybe they'll make it more like psychological or something. Maybe they'll do a different twist on Maybe it. Maybe they'll do a younger yeah. person that's Young- an author. Yeah, like, age bracket. Uh, like who, who, could, who, who would you guys cast in this role? Like, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, get in there. No, I feel like they're going to do it with a younger generation. Judy, Judy like I, <laughs> I, Judy I feel <laughs> like, like a Marissa Tomei or somebody like that. She's, she like, wants to get out of the mom roles, though. Wow, no. this isn't a mom. This is a this is a grandma a writer. This is a grandma, <laughs> an yeah. amateur sleuth slash writer. Yeah, it's with the busy body, energy, you know, just tough. Yeah, you know, very, very. Told me it would be great. 
honestly, like, I, I, I think this makes sense with just, like, the movies that we've gotten this year that are murder mysteries, like, Knives Out has done very well this year, like, that kind of shit, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. That Angela kind of Lansbury shit. could get it. I mean, she's wonderful. She could get uh, it, nice. <laughs> she, get, she could get it. Look at that, look at that look. Bring it back. Come on, Angela, let's go. That's the look no, she's but, giving you when she's ready to get it, Sean. Well, you know, no, she can, she can make I a, they can make a hell of a movie out of this uh, if they do it, you know, like, yeah, if they, if they take it seriously and they do like a, a nice little, uh, you know, kind of mystery, murder mystery thing, I'm all for that. I, I think those are movies that people are enjoying and You're right. kind of scra- scratches like a true crime itch, you know? It's resonating right now. Sean, have you seen, because um, I know you guys, I think, all have uh, Apple TV. Have any of you watched mm-hmm. After Party? Yep. So oh, yeah. watched it, yeah. Loved After Party, yeah. It's great. It's yeah. it's got a really nice energy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. good ensemble like, cast, kind of, like mm-hmm. interesting characters, like give yeah, give give that kind of play to this. Why not? I see this working too. I see I see it working. Mm-hmm. If if they cast it right and I mean if they got the whole strike to work on the script, so Yeah. All I, I know like about this... Murder she wrote is Angela Lansbury. I don't know anything else about this entire show. Uh, Did you know that she was nominated for an Emmy every single year and never won once? Oh well, boy, that's, just a, that's a, a fucking crime. That's a sucks. goddamn that's travesty. Sucks. How dare you? So, like, Sabrina, you think uh, this will work though? Elliot from SVU. He he never even got emanated, uh, nominated for an Emmy. I don't. Well, think. I mean that's different. It's like it's more like Susan Lucci for America uh, or uh, All My Children. She got nominated for like. 20 times. I think she finally did win eventually. But, was uh, she a detective, though? That was a, no. It was a no, pity. No. Was was but she win. did get nominated like 20 times or something ridiculous. I, I, I wish I could quickly Google that, but I'm not good at that. Um, so, yeah. crazy pictures. 12 times in a row. And, <laughs> we um, people that were on that Courtney Cox back there? They were all on Courtney Murder, Cox. She Wrote. Billy wow, Zane. Linda Hamilton. Oh, George Clooney. Jason, wow. That's, wow. Who's this guy in the bottom left there? I can't remember. That's read. George Clooney. Oh, my God. It is George Clooney. Holy shit. Yeah, look at all the casts they had on Murder, Shirt. He was also on ER. Cranston? Of some sort. It yeah. is. It absolutely That's is. Cranston. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> If George Clooney looks at me like that. I am running the other way. I'm dialing nine one on my phone. No, nine man. one. Just the nine and the one, not the second one. All he's gonna get. That's as that's as far as he will get. That's how much Mike plays hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mike, does, Mike does. Mike does. Nine one. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people did this show. I went for a long time, oh, like I said, and maybe it'll work as a show. Sabrina, you think it'll? You think it's gonna work? Uh, I feel like these, I feel like these type of like sleuthy things do really well in an episodic, you know, like only murders in the building after party was another great example. Um, you know, I mean, look at Law and Order SVU and regular. Dum-dum. I mean, they've been running for like 30 seasons. Like I just like NCIS. I mean, there's just so many. I feel like it is something that's you don't need to watch like each episode to be invested in the story and you can kind of just you know kind of casually watch it enjoy it um so i feel like it really does well episodically i I think on film like you know as a movie um it's it's kind of been hit and miss so i i feel like there's a lot of potential and you know I, i think you know to the point of sean that it's it is definitely i feel like that's something that never i don't want to say go out goes out of style but like people really do love True crime. I mean, even like um, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, he yeah. did a true crime story, and he did the whole Dahmer thing, and he's like the, the Watcher is based on a true story, also like a weird crimey type of situation. Like I just feel like those things always do well. But again, the movie wise, 
Like, how many great movies can you think of that were like a sleuthy type situation? I mean, even Sherlock Holmes is hit and miss. I don't know, like, how many, you know, films you can be like, oh, that was an amazing crime mystery story. Like, seven, I guess, if you want to. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly where I was just going to go. Movie, but, I was going to you know, go <laughs> David Fincher to direct this one. But it would have been better oh, as a show. Oh, Murder, She Wrote with David Fincher. Oh, oh I, I, sign me the fuck off, okay? Sign me up. Yeah, Greenlight. <laughs> that, that's a good one. That's good. Maybe that should happen. Maybe we should. Uh, so much be listening to us right now, you know? They are. Don't worry. Yeah, but no, people are too busy listening to like Marvel rumors. That's what they're too busy. Now they're saying that Denzel's coming in to be Dormammu. They were, they were listening to us. They're like, oh, you wanted Kang? We'll give you this guy instead. Well, they're saying Dormammu, though, Dormammu. which is, I'm like, don't don't make him Dormammu. Make him fucking Kang the Conqueror. We got enough problems in this world, you know what I mean? But whatever. So, there, I mean, there's rumors of him being Dormammu, Dormammu, who, of course, if you know anything, like the 2016, or the, uh, 2016, that's where it came out. 2016 version of Doctor Strange came out, and he was in there briefly, but it was Benedict Cumberbatch doing the large CG hat and doing the voice, and then he did that whole back and forth, like, Dormammu, I will fight you, and I will keep fighting you back and forth for a thousand times in a row, and, and people are mad because he... Nailed it's it. a great scene, but people are mad. We're being nailed. It. People are mad because it's like he's like one of the biggest villains for Doctor Strange, and that's all you got from him. And it's like a big mess. But now Doctor Strange three, apparently Dormammu is going to be the main villain. That's the rumors going around. Of course, Cleo, uh, Cleo, that's her. That's actually her father. So that might tie in again how we ended Doctor Strange two, tying in. And of course, they're saying too is that Sam Raimi is really good friends with. Denzel Washington, who's also Sam Raimi's directing the third one as well. So maybe they can like work together for the very first time because their friends might lure him in. And that's why they sent the contract apparently his way for this. But they offered him Galactus apparently before he turned it down because he didn't want to be a CG monster. He wanted to be a person. So if they're going to do it this way, I'd imagine they're going to make Dormammu uh, Denzel somehow, you know, make that happen. This apparently went down before the strike, so I don't know. There's also the rumor, we briefly said yesterday, I want to say it one more time within this group here, but that Daniel Radcliffe, too, is coming yes. to be Wolverine and Deadpool yes. 3. And people are going nuts about that too. I'm going nuts about that. This is the first. This wasn't in the in the notes that you shared, Brian. I didn't know. Been, I didn't know about this. It makes sense. Does it not make sense? It it's been fan casting for years, Mike. Are you down for this? Huh? You think this is a good idea? He looks exactly fits the Logan. You know, he's five foot nothing. Like, it, which is what people have been complaining about for forever. Is that we yep. need that we need a small muscle. It's, yep. a great, yep. it's a great reason for Daniel Radcliffe to put on 60 pounds of muscle, too, you know, get on the Marvel juice. Well, he's been putting muscle on, Mike, and uh, and people have been fan casting him for a long time to do this. It's been like a whole thing, like, Harry Potter, Wolverine, <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, maybe it's about time for him to get his spot, right, Mike? I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, I, coming up with, I, what's the spell? E Extendio. 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 Claw Armis. Extendio yeah. Claw Armis. Yeah. Extendio Claw uh, But I just, I just don't know if I buy it though, because I'm like, is this really where they're gonna go? But then again, he's great. He got ripped for, uh, for the what's that show called, Sabrina? They did the the TBS show. Oh. Uh, uh, um, Miracle Workers. Miracle yeah. Workers. He got ripped for that, that like too. Steve yeah, and so it's like all these rumors been going nuts. So I just figured we'd throw them all in one lump ball and ask if we think hey, there's any facts in here. Spring, do you think that Daniel Rafka could be Wolverine, or do you think this is BS? And do you think that Denzel's got a chance to be Dormammu? Uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, Denzel, I would still like to see it. Kang, so I'm... <laughs> what a picture. Um, I, I really honestly would still like to see Denzel as Kang, so I don't want this to be true for that reason only. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe, I think, would be a great alternate universe uh, Wolverine for sure. Like, I I, I, I said that. I think We talked about this like briefly a, a while ago. I think I think it's a, it's a fan favorite. Fans have been talking about it forever. Um, wow, good. That's a good sighting side. See, like a younger version. He's a little twinky there. We need a bear. <laughs> yeah, but still, I feel like I feel like I mean, you know, if you can do expellerous, growis, nailuses, and whatever it's called, like you could, you don't need to be as big as Hugh Jackman. Wow, that's it. That's very impressive. Jesus. Um, I do. Oh wow, wow. That was from Miracle Workers. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I would actually like to see uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and I think that Deadpool three is a perfect place to pop him in and try it out and see what happens from there. So uh, I don't hate that at all. I'm I'm actually kind of into it. It could be pretty cool. <laughs> could be pretty cool. Sean, what do you think? Do you think there's any any uh, facts to these rumors? Do you think that Radcliffe out out of all the people for Deadpool three, you think they're gonna bring him in too? And you think Denzel would take Dormammu? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'll address the Denzel first. I mean, frankly, if Denzel wants to be involved with the Marvel Universe, give him whatever character he wants and have the writers. It's a writer problem after that, and Disney pay your writers. Um, like, right. I, I don't know if I see Dormammu working. Uh, again, if, if Denzel's whole issue was he didn't want to be a giant CGI guy, we've already introduced Dormammu as a giant CGI guy, uh, played by Benedict oh. Cumberbatch last time around, so... Uh, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I, I because think of the whole should... magic shit, I think they could he could be in human form very easily. And I think also, I don't sure. know, Brian, I don't know if you mentioned would... it, like, but he's good friends with Sam Raimi. So yeah. I think that, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, I, I would rather see him be like a Mephisto and get the devil involved in the Marvel Universe just finally. He's got that sweet goatee. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, you playing this game. That's what jumped into my head. But yeah, I, I see him more as that. And in, in, in Kang, terms of Kang, Daniel yeah exactly <laughs> my money's stuck in. in terms of daniel radcliffe being wolverine i think it'd be a great cast uh, i i think um people want it i think he can pull it off i just saw something on reddit today of him like losing his shit on set of miracle workers and it was like and the the, the tagline was like going feral and I was like, that's an interesting oh use of that word. That's kind of what, uh, you know, we used to say happened to Wolverine. Um, so Wait, losing his shit, like not being nice? Like, was that, where was that? No, no, no. He, he basically was like pumping himself up and then like let out this bestial rage and tore his shirt off, tore his pants oh, like, off. And for just, the, like, for the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah, yeah, he he wasn't so nice. I'm like, why would he no, do that? doesn't no. seem characteristic. Yeah, no, no, no. He wasn't, he wasn't pulling a, a, a Patrick. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't pulling a Patrick Bateman or any of that shit. <laughs> he was just uh, pulling his, yeah, but no. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway, if just these two are involved, fantastic. If they're not also fantastic. Um, uh, speculation nation that's where we're at so that's yeah. that's that's, that's a cool episode that's what you call the episode speculation nation you're right kevin davis one of the most anticipated films especially 100%. because they had to shut down they're pushing it again hey people are going nuts about it mike you said daniel radcliffe do you think that denzel would do this you think that he'd come in and play this role again cg monster they always say he's not gonna do a cg monster do you think this is right for him then or do you think they'll just morph the character and make it work for him 
Sabrina's a hundred percent right. I think once you're once you're a wizard, like you can be a giant galaxy destroyer, or you can be a tiny little elf with bells on your shoes. Like as long as you're friends with <laughs> Sam Raimi, he's gonna make it happen. So yeah, I, I see him. I see him coming in. Unlike Radcliffe, which might be wishful thinking that I just really hope is true. Oh wait, let's see. Yeah, uh, he's doing uh, King Kong ain't got fight, shit on me. Fight. That's what Dormammu was going to be saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know you like to get wet, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, that's a shout out to you in this uh, uh, meme here. Yeah, you every Friday. Um, Denzel having a good time. <laughs> with the handle. Yeah, that's how he walks around. He doesn't even just walks around with a handle. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's kind of his thing. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. It's kind of his thing. But these are these are all rumors again. And, it, you know, I, I can see Daniel Radcliffe, like you're saying. I think it might be fun because, again, he is shorter, fit in that universe, wrap him around Hugh Jackman, have him be like his mentor. Maybe it's two universes combining. But they're saying that Hugh Jackman's going to come in to be in the Secret Wars stuff. And so I don't really know. I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. These are just rumors, rumors, rumors. And I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about it. I'm kind of excited about Slayers, too. A Buffyverse audio podcast coming out, an audio series. If you're a Buffy fan, like, I, I, I wasn't a Buffy fan when I first started watching. I'm a fan of Spike, though. He's a great character on this. If you ever watched the Buffy series, great fucking job, Spike. But they're doing an audio series continuing 20 years after the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, of course, they had the whole Angel thing that took place in Los Angeles. And it seems like this kind of falls in line with Angel more than Buffy because Spike went to Los Angeles. He joined up with Angel and then Cordelia was there. And apparently it's me, Cordelia and Spike working together. All the actors are coming back from that. They're able to voice over the same characters, which is which is great because if you're going to do it, you got to do it right, right? Bring people back. But this is me. It's called Slayers, a Buffy verse story. It takes place 20 years, like I said, after the events of the series finale and follows everyone's favorite sarcastic vampire Spike, James Marsters, who's coming back, and Charisma Carpenter, Anthony Heed's in this, Juliet Landau, Mema Caulfield, Amber Benson's coming back. Of course, she is james charles leary and danny strong they're all returning and the whole thing here's the whole premise well where he is convinced spike is convinced there's a darkness that's back in the evil ways but his cover is compromised by a 16 year old indria nunnally who spike finds up and starts raising as a baby and she becomes a slayer and he's trying to find a you know a and a watcher for trying to find a watcher for and he finds out that the universe has changed and buffy was never the vampire slayer but cordelia cordelia has always been the vampire slayer so there's like some weird multiverse twisting shit happening here and it ends up being where buffy is gone and spike's trying to bring back the past and and figure out what happened to the universe because of the darkness influenced it so to me it's kind of cool if you're a buffy fan there's a lot of buffy fans out there of course joss whedon had a lot of drama that came out with how he was treating people on set. People hate Joss Whedon now these days, of course. I mean, fucking, some of the shit you hear, you're like, fuck me. But, you know, that's a different time, different place. Hopefully he's not involved with this. That's all I can say. Uh, all right? Like, mm, fuck me. Farting. Breaking wind. Hey, what's up, Goldie? But, like, yeah, so this is coming out <laughs> October 12th, 2023. It's all done in the audio series. And I think it's great because also an inside thing, like, like James, who plays Spike, 
he was saying in an interview recently that when they brought him into Angel, they actually fired Cordelia because of budget cuts. They paid him more money. So him coming in, deciding to come to the show, ended up making her lose her job, which is very unfortunate. But that's kind of how it goes. He's like, he didn't know that going into it. He just said, this is my rate. They he got paid that. And then they fired her to keep him or to bring him in onto the show. It's pretty messed up. But what do you think? Anybody excited about this? What's up, Goldie? Uh, Mike, are you excited? If you watch the Buffy stuff, are you excited to see a, a spinoff of Buffy with Spike? People love Spike. I mean, oh. people do love Spike, uh, despite you know how we feel about Joss Whedon, which I think is appears by all accounts to be totally justified. Um, I did watch the first few seasons of Buffy back in the day, uh, not in the original original s- streaming of them, but a few years after. Um, I they think used to call it airing, Mike. Yeah, airing, airing. <laughs> what? It comes through, comes through, through the Wi-Fi. The okay. Um, there you go. I think that this kind of I, it's it's radio programming, right? Like yeah, it's, audio it, series. They, they, this is exactly Thanks, what Coley. before TV before TV was going on. This is the yes. way they did radio dramas, and I think it's actually kind of an ascendant form. Uh, just thinking about it, I I have a niece who's eighteen years old. I can see okay, maybe she's peripherally interested. She might get here listen to a few episodes of this, but I can see if you like that going back. If you're a younger person and watching those 90s buffy's episodes because they are cheesy as hell oh, so bad yeah and they are I, so bad. and like just thinking of my niece like i think that that is the kind of thing that she would actually be like oh it, there's been enough time that you look at that and you were like oh this is completely ridiculous and it they don't know that it was that it was as ridiculous as it was at the time too um but it was pure cheese from from the get-go um so yeah i'm, I'm excited I, I think that it'll be good it could be fun. Sabrina, were you a fan of Buffy at all? No. Do you think this could be a good thing moving no. forward for fans of the franchise, no. though? <laughs> I mean, for fans, though, you think fans are going to be excited well, about I mean, this? Fans are like, how old now at this point? Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I don't, it just seems, I don't know. No, hard, hard no for me. I mean, to each his own and uh, good for you if you like it and you want to see Spike continue his endeavors 20 years later. Like, I personally could give a shit less. Um, but that doesn't mean that other people are not going to enjoy it. And, you know, I feel like audio, uh, books are definitely on the rise. Like an audio series is like, you know, a a good way to go about, I guess. Um, if you want to, uh, continue telling the story with the same actors, but the only way you can do it is through an audio series. Exactly. The puffy, the vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal and true. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, this is definitely not for me, uh, 110%. Um, but, uh, Goldie, you're like a, you're like a rock star, not on your show. Like I like Chris, Ryan, everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rock star. Uh, apparently the Caligula audio book is amazing. Uh, I don't think that's related. Um, well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't watch Buffy. Buffy sucks. Um, so anyway, it's just not for me. Uh, but if, you know, if, if there's a, a dedicated fan following that needs more Buffy 20 years later, more power to you. Um, I, I mean, uh, hooking a younger audience. I don't know. I feel like Twilight's kind of out and we, we've moved on, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. But I know like they they did the whole comic books that followed it. They did a whole other season in the comic books that people wanted more Buffy and it got canceled because of CW and then in cost cutting and they wanted to do more. And then Angel even had to cost cut a lot. Like I said, with Cordelia being fired, a lot of actors got fired from that just to make that show keep going for as long as it did. And it's supposed to go longer because that was a, these CW shows suffered. Take a bow, that point. Take a bow. Like, take a bow, Goldie. <laughs> Are you a fan of Buffy? You think this is a great thing for fans moving forward to have an audio series continuing the franchise 20 years later? You know, I, I'm I'm all for uh, 
IPs. Uh, I don't know where you would want to take that word, um, but like exploring <laughs> different mediums as a way to get a new generation of uh, of re of interest or you know fans, whatever have you. Like Brian, I'm glad you mentioned the extensions for uh, Buffy in terms of comic books. Angel also had comic books for several years as well. I actually watched a lot more Angel than I did Buffy. Uh, we're not going to examine why that is. Um, but all I say is like, you know, if they want to, if they want to do this, by all means, I think it, there's, there's rife, uh, content there for stories and character evolutions and new things to be used and practicing in terms of, uh, what the, the benefits to audio can come. I mean, Marvel has done this, uh, for a, a Wolverine had it at a very, um, notable uh, audio only kind of adventure back in the day uh, which which was uh, very well received and uh, I know even uh, Neil Gaiman stuff uh, the Sandman stuff has been huge on audible I believe um, and uh, so yeah I, I, I'm all for this I, I, I don't know if I'll care enough to pay attention to it um, <laughs> I know that after my wife and I finish a Doctor Who watch we are gonna go back and watch Buffy so maybe I'll get into it then um, but I think we're, yeah. we're probably four or five years away from finishing Doctor Who. Uh, so <laughs> okay. there's a lot of it. Check, check Buffy with me in uh, half a decade. Yeah. There's oh, God, Buffy. Isn't it, isn't it that type of like cringeworthy like shit nowadays? Like rewatching Charmed like would be like rewatching Buffy. I mean, I watched Buffy I like 14 years Charmed. ago when I first watched I no it. Idea. I never watched Charmed. Off, but yeah. like when I watched Buffy the first time and I was it was like 14 years ago, I actually was like I felt the same way about it. I didn't know much about it. And then I I watched it. And there's actually a lot of fun storylines there and they have some great character development. But overall, it's I think it's better than Charmed. I think it is. Uh, Mike, do you have something to say before we move on from this? I think that Mike had <laughs> something for, he said he wanted to talk about for, for a second. Thanks for uh, catching that in the chat, Brian. Hey, if uh, if anybody is a big fan of this kind of audio series, I want to let you know, Brian and I have series out on Pocket FM. Yeah, pop on your phone, search Pocket FM. It's a free app. It's full of free content. I've got a couple of series in there, all that glitters and lightning is the only way. They're going to start doing fully produced content, meaning sound effects, uh, full cast. It's it's transi transitioning from just audiobooks. But if you like that kind of old school radio drama with new kind of fresh romance or sci-fi or whatever there's stuff on there for you so brian and i are on there go check it out pocket fm check it out they're they're actually got a lot of great content and like mike's saying they're advancing further and further into the future there's a lot of great stuff coming i love the idea of them doing the audio series like this it's pretty amazing like making it like a live action play that's the way to do it and have different talents come in and play different parts and pocket fm is great they really are they're a great company so i got the email yesterday i didn't get picked up for any series of this most recent pass but i got a chance for this for this next pass we'll see they keep they keep turning out content it's coming, Mike. I guarantee point. it. Here's hoping. Yep. Nice. Put it out there for you. You know, it's because Pocket FM makes some great stuff. And something else that I think might be pretty great is Killers of the Flower Moon because the new trailer just came out. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting to see it because the first trailer came out and I was like, I wanted more from it. Of course, we didn't talk about it. But this one came out. I think it delves into more of the you know, the story, the premise, where we're going with it, like the character development, we see a little bit more about it, which I think is pretty great. And it's coming out October 20th, so it's not that far away. Of course, you got DiCaprio, you got Robert, Robert De Niro in this, you got Lily Gradstone in this, you got some great cast, of course, it's Scorsese doing the whole thing. It's an Apple original film, and it's taking place based off a true story, which is amazing, taking place in Oklahoma in the 1920s. 
And of course, we talked about it multiple times in the show. So I think that at this point, we just got to watch the trailer for ourselves. Then we'll talk about, we'll dive into it. So here's the trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I'll be Megan the Stallion, Sean. You can be Robert. Okay. Whose land is this? My land. Well, 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 our war hero has arrived. You made a good choice coming back here. Those days are the finest, wealthiest, and most beautiful people on God's earth. They outsmarted everybody. They had the say. Who gets the oil? Son, I got a question. You like women? <laughs> That's my weakness. <laughs> well, we mix these families together, and that estate money flows the right direction. It'll come to us. Shomikasi. That's how you are. I don't know what you said, but it must have been Indian for handsome devil. <laughs> Why did you come here? I work with my uncle. He's still that kid growing You're scared pains. of him? Oh, he's, a, he's the nicest man in the world. The Osage, their time is over. We got to take back control of our home. I was sent down from Washington, D.C. to see about these murders. We have so many deaths, we've lost count. This just bad luck. Seems more like an epidemic than bad luck to me. Osage is dying by the enemy. Do not let them die alone. Evil surrounds my heart. You gotta pick a side. I don't even know if you love me anymore. Of course I love you. And kill these men who killed my family. Did your wife say who she was most afraid of? Don't do something you're gonna regret for the rest of your life. Based off a true story where they're actually stealing land from Native Americans and, and marrying lucky. them and, and then and then murdering them when they couldn't get the land because they wanted the money. It's 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 an insane story that they actually brought to the screen. And score says he has like a four-hour cut of this apparently that he wants to show people. I mean, you can't release a four-hour cut, I don't think. Honestly, they're releasing a three and a half hour cut, so I really don't see what the point is, but another 30 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, fuck. It's it's a very powerful trailer, if you ask me. I, I think it the idea of it's amazing. The acting looks great, and I don't know if it's gonna be DiCaprio's like best performance ever, but it's, it's pretty fucking sub. I, I love me some DiCaprio, so yeah, he's a good guy from the show. You got you got to fight that. You got to fight that one uh, reviewer then who said it was his best one. Uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna <laughs> take him down. It might be. I haven't seen it yet. It might be. Sabrina, you know the backstory. What do you think? Do you think this is gonna be? This is a great representation of what we know about the story. And of course, is based off a novel, based off a true story. Or do you think that it doesn't seem like it hits for you? Uh, no, I. I think that things like this in our history need to be brought to light. And I think uh, oftentimes uh, we try to hide the things that we did that are fucked up and terrible. And uh, I know that this is like a specific family, like not necessarily like people as a race, but uh, I think that they're, I, I'm, I'm glad 
And he is bringing the story to light because I would say 99% of Americans don't know this happened. They don't know this existed, you know? So I think that it's, it's admirable. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think if someone can do it justice, it would be Martin Scorsese. Um, I read an article that he had re rewritten it or started re rewriting it, uh, after he realized he was writing it like about like the FBI, because this basically is like the birth of the FBI also. Like this is like one of the first cases of the FBI. So in addition to it being this horrifying story where this basically family tried to like move in through marriage and other things to to legally take hold of, you know, these Native Americans land. Um, it is also, you know, the the birth, it was like, it's basically these people just started systematically dying and you know, it was all in an effort to gain the deed to the property so that they could have control of oil. Um, but in, in that, in the same turn, it was the birth of the FBI, pretty much. Um, so there was two sides to the story, and he was initially telling it from the FBI kind of standpoint. And Jesse Plemons' character was actually supposed to be Leonardo uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Uh, however, once he w- started reworking it and wanted to tell it really from indigenous people's side as opposed to from the white man's side then leonardo dicaprio switched roles um and and played the person who marries her and then uh jesse plemons took the uh fbi uh role there so um yeah yeah Yeah, i didn't know that that's amazing um so i i feel like uh i feel like it was done well and lily gladstone is you know, uh, she is a Native American and she's very proud of her work there. And I don't think it's just because she's in it. I think she's proud of the justice that it was done to her people and the way that the story was told. So that gives me a lot of hope. It opened in Cannes to a full on standing ovation and like huge accolades. Everyone has reviewed it um, amazingly. Um, so I, I have very, very high hopes. I think it's going to be spectacular. I'm excited. You're right, Spring. That's that's some great knowledge too. That that happened. That change. I know about that change. It's, it's a big. That's a big overhaul of a script too. But if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be you know Scorsese. I mean, honestly, I, mean, he's I don't freaking... know how far along he was before he started rewriting. But basically, he was like, I realized I was telling the story from the wrong point of view. You know. Yeah. So then he went back and reworked it. So so cool. I mean, honestly, I think it shows that this is the right move to go because it does. It's human. To, it makes it more it humanizes it more and it also makes it like about the right part of the story because there's a lot of people that were hurt and affected and it's showing their story as opposed to the FBI. I mean, yeah. I, I could see him doing an FBI movie. That seems like something that's totally that he would do. And this seems very different from his normal type of movies. And it's, it's touching a lot of people's hearts. I guarantee it will. It's, it looks awesome. Sean, what do you think about this? Uh, does this trailer uh, make you want to go see the movie or are you kind of like, uh, they could have done more. No, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I I think and uh, I feel very fortunate to live in a time where we can have uh, media like this that are different scopes, different lenses on populations of historical events that historically, when you look at it, like we've gotten very consistently one viewpoint. Uh, you know, which is the 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 white European ethnocentric kind of viewpoint of these things. Um, and you know we're very much in a time where diverse stories, indigenous people especially are getting the opportunity now to tell their stories and more of a focal point is being put on this. Um, you know, I, I look toward even, um, you know, how, how amazing it was when the show Watchmen taught us about black wall street, right. Yep. And like all these yep. other times. Yeah. Like this yep. is just another opportunity to tell a story that we have been shielded from or shamed of um 
as a people. And uh, I, I think it's wonderful that we're we're starting to tell more stories of being honest about ourselves and our history. And um, this is yeah, this this look it just looks fantastic, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go see this as many times as it takes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna be a limited release, and it'll be out to Apple TV. So it's one of those things too. So hopefully, get a chance to see it in theaters before it switches over. I don't know if they're gonna release it. Like, I think they're gonna let it go for a little bit, limited release, you know, release, and then go to theater, or then go to Apple TV. Which will they do? It's usually a very quick turnaround that way. But Mike, what do you think? You saw the trailer. Do you feel the same way? Are you are you feeling that Scorsese's going down the right road doing this, or do you feel like like this is like a genre maybe he should be doing more of? I'm having all kinds of feelings when I, when I watch the trailer and when I listen to you guys. Sean, to provide a counterpoint to what you're saying, which is true, that there's growing exposure of multiplicity of viewpoints in our society, which is a great thing. Uh, I want to also remind you that we're rapidly <laughs> descending into a horrifying dystopia where, oh, yeah. these, where these, this, kind of, uh, this kind of alternative viewpoint is being labeled as uh, critical race theory yep. and and we're, we're being taught that uh the benefits the, all the skills that the slaves uh, got from, Gained, from their yeah. enslavement like it's it's scary that there's two americas like that so that counterpoint made as aptly as i could make it yeah man uh scorsese like working with this guy has to be a finely tuned machine at this point like the the uh the visual style that he ha he brings to stuff is just butter at this point and for an so old for an old ass guy like he's still cranking them out so i think he just knows what he wants he's got a team that can just fire them fire them out and uh moose you know i haven't always been the biggest fan of dicaprio i think his i think his skills are growing i think he's becoming a more subtle actor um, yeah. so despite the fact that he looks like what boner from growing pains, is that who he played? Boner. Um, boner. I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, his name was boner. He, no, so, <laughs> he, one, of the, one of the neighbor kids was boner. I'm not sure if he was, he's looking more like Jack Nicholson, the older he gets too. I think more like Jack, oh. I don't know if it's a lifestyle he lives, but I see Jack. Like he's like the Jack style. De, but... De Niro mentioned the ladies, and uh, and he, DiCaprio was like, "Oh, you got me." He, he broke he broke character there for a second. He does love the ladies, but like you know, I of worked a certain age of a certain age only. Yes, yes. Remember, let's remember that. Let's put that out there. It's gonna be a seven-hour movie. Like we're gonna watch the whole thing, like The Irishman. Like there's, it looks like they put the exact same filters over it. No. And then sometimes there's a burning building down, so we get the the night, <laughs> the night orange yellow filter. The night orange. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, these two work so good. His character name was Luke Brower. All right. Luke Brower. Okay. He was not Boner. Boner was the other <laughs> guy. Okay. Boner's was, the other he guy. He was not yeah. a Boner. He was wow. a Brower, not a Boner. Okay. Well, Brower, not a boner. put that to rest. That's the put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> put, put that Brower not boner boner. Put the boner to rest. I want to see uh, it. We want to see it. We want to learn some yeah. history, right? So, yeah, I think so. Haven't heard before, like the Tulsa massacre, Sean. Exactly. Is, yeah, I think it's like a great crazy. story. It's crazy that it took until 2020 to learn about the Tulsa massacre. That's big yeah. freaking history. Like, it's scary. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to see this stuff coming out. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked it took this long. I'm really shocked it took this long. But then but that's kind of the way the business is sometimes. People don't want to touch upon certain mm -hmm. stories. But I think that diving, like Sabrina was saying before, the fact that they changed the whole story 
it makes it even more impactful. We're going there. I feel like if he would have gone the FBI route, it would have been kind of like the soft way of doing it. You know, like, oh, we're focusing business as usual, as opposed to actually making an impact and leaving a story on the table that is actually inspirational and makes us think for a second because people forget about that all the time, like forget about their history, but like this should happen. Bad things happen in the past. Let's tell the story, remember it, and then honor people that went through shit that they shouldn't have so that one day doesn't repeat itself. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah we yes. don't want history to repeat, or repeat itself. Yeah. And so the better that we are exposed to it and understand the, the you know, uh, ill-gotten gains and mistakes of the past, then, you know, hopefully we've grown as a society enough, uh, as Mike alluded to, to Americas, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Hopefully we don't repeat things again like that. But unfortunately, Sean, in movie cinema history, we always repeat ourselves. And that leads me to our featured story of the night. Let's get it. Talking about reboots, reshoots, redos, redones, redids, rehash, reboot, re-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-boola, reboot, ba-ba-loo-ba-boo-ba-boo-ba, reboots. The Crow is coming, everybody. So the Crow reboot's coming. Now, this is one of those things that I heard about it a while ago, and I didn't hear anything else about it. Well, apparently it's done shooting. It's all done, but they've been looking for distribution for a long time. It's just been sitting there because everyone's been scared about this project, I guess. Maybe it's been doomed from the get-go, but maybe it's great. No one's really saying shit, but it went through the festival market, and apparently people were all about it. Lionsgate picked it up now, finally. After an eight-figure deal they got, they paid for domestic rights for this. Eight-figure deal to get The Crow. And it's got a great cast, and it's like, I'm like, but we. I'm surprised they didn't touch on it tonight. You got Bill Skarsgård in here. We got Skarsgård in here. He of course, is going to be good. You know, freaking it himself coming in. Pennywise himself playing the part of the crow. Do you know the budget at all? Um, I'm not sure what the budget oh was actually. Let's, let's get Sabrina to look it up. Yeah, the budget itself. But Rupert Sanders directed this, and um, and it, of course, like it originally debuted in the 1980s, and of course, the whole thing went down. Oh, it's it's so sad. Like again, we talk about gun safety on set. The fact Brandon that Brandon Lee. Lee died. Yeah, that he died this way just because of a blank Alec, going off. Alec Baldwin treatment. Yeah, oh, I know. There it is. Fifty million. Fifty million. You knew it was coming, Sean. Not yeah. soon enough, Mike. <laughs> Not soon enough. But the director said we are thrilled to bring a new adaptation for today's audiences that respects the legacy. And Rupert has masterfully brought new dimensions to create a contemporary universe for the timeless saga of underlying love. And we can't wait to share the ver- the vision with film audiences. Actually, that was Lionsgate. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like to bring this forward. I, I mean, of course, we can't forget about the past. Again, we're talking about, but like, do we have to touch upon this? A man lost his life. Maybe it'll be cinematic fucking Matt. It'll be cinematic fucking magic all over the walls. I don't know. Maybe it'll be the most fantastic thing ever. And Bill does a great job playing characters like this. He's a really good character actor. Really kooky, weird. What Skarsgård is in. But, you know, I don't know. Like Sabrina, what do you think? You hear about this. Are you surprised they made this? I mean, it's kind of sleeper cell because no one really was talking about it until the bidding war apparently went around for the rights to actually distribute uh, distribute it. It doesn't come out until next year. So we got some time still. Um, yeah, no, I I don't know. But considering what happened uh with Brandon Lee, like I just I I don't I don't know why they would feel the need to come back to this. Um, however, I mean, you, you couldn't have got a better person to play him. You know, I feel like that's kind of uh, positive. And then also, like, if you're playing homage, I guess, to the comics and, like, giving respect where it's due and, like, building upon the legacy, like, it, if it's done right, it, it could be 
you know, okay. I just, I, every time I hear anything about that movie, I just think about Brandon Lee passing and it just mm-hmm. seems like I, I, I just, it, it doesn't, I, I don't, it's not something that I like to think about because it's a horrible accident that happened in Hollywood that, that, you know, was a horrible result. And I just, I don't, I don't, I, I could see why it has taken so long for them to find distribution. Let's put it that way. Um, Thanks, yeah, Kevin. absolutely, Kevin. That's what I mean. Like, why, you know, to touch, to touch it on that, especially after what happened seems odd, but you know, Bill Sarsgaard, I do believe is a good choice. And, you know, if, if Lionsgate made such a big deal, like they, you know, they must think it's, it's a good product. So, uh, it might be worth seeing it just, I mean, for me, like when I heard that they were trying to redo it, I was like, oh, it kind of made me cringe. Like just leave, leave it alone, leave that legacy. But maybe now, you know, uh, the, what will be associated with the crow won't be, you know, Brandon Lee's, uh, unfortunate accident that happened. It'll be something else. So I don't know. I'm torn. I mean, hopefully they honor him in a lot of ways too. Hopefully the movie's dedicated to him at least, you know, after everything. Uh, But it's, it's just, I'm just kind of surprised, but I'm not, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time that Hollywood's always looking for reboots. Eight figures kind of surprised me more than anything that they paid eight figures for it. But what do we think, Mike? Do you think this is a, uh, is going to be a great thing for Crow to actually have a reboot with Bill taking the reins? Or do you think they should have left this back in the nineties because of like all the drama and the problems and the trauma that came from the movie? I think it's got a great shot at being a good movie because honestly, I think that The Crow is a terrific property. I think that it spoke to America at the time that it came out. And I think that Sabrina is 100% right that there was kind of a crow curse just because I think everybody was really bummed out about what happened to Brandon Lee. He was just starting out. He had a great career ahead of him. Um, Very talented. Crow, crow 2 was, was awesome too, like a great movie to watch with your girlfriend in her parents' basement, if that, if that was your kind of thing. <laughs> that was your um, from experience, huh? Yeah. I, I, do think, I do think that it pushes multiple buttons, though, right? Because it's it's kind of genre-esque. It's got a particular visual style, and it's action, and it's romance, right? Like, it's not really a mix that you always get, and it's, it's definitely got an alternative vibe. I think that if the movie's good, we're going to see more of it, and that doesn't bug me at all. I don't. I don't know what it would be as. A, I don't know what it would be as a TV show if they brought it back like mm-hmm. that. Because just because the character doesn't seem to, he's got too much mystery, too much mystique to him to have to have an episodic thing, unless they mm-hmm. focus on some other group. But you know, it could be, could be, could be more movies. I, I, I got fingers crossed. All the scars guards are good. Bring it on. Yeah, they're great. That's why I'm like very positive about this too. But I'm still like. I was still like surprised that it was this far gone. It's this far done it in the can. They've already debuted it and they're fighting for rights. Sean, do you feel the same way as Mike? Do you think that this is going to be a great thing for the legacy of the crow? Do you think this is a good idea that bringing Bill in, or do you think this should have been left back in the nineties? Honestly, like I, I think it makes sense uh, to, to bring it back now at this point, you know, a lot of uh, those properties, uh, the fashion, whatever have you like are, are, are hip with the kids now. Uh, so why the fuck not? Let's give them another crew. Um, you know, when I heard, when I first heard that the uh, it re- reboot was happening, um, you know, I was I was against it too. And then I went and saw it, and I said, no, this is great, this is fantastic. And Bill Skarsgård, uh, you know, really did did fucking work on that movie. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see what their take is on it. Uh, there's a lot to pull from uh, when you think about the crow itself. Uh, a comic book hero as well. I will put mm-hmm. that point that out there. Uh, if you didn't know that, um, I don't know the woman on that side, uh, but I'm a sure trace. she's wonderful. Great. 
Um, Maybe but, Edward Scissorhands will make an appearance. He would Edward fit along in this universe too. Fit it right into the Burton verse, and uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, like yeah, it's 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 good. It's a different kind of take. Uh, it's it's definitely a darker. Um, you know, uh, a kind of uh, hero, if you will, uh, than what we kind of have right now. Um, I'm still holding out hope for a Dark Man reboot. Um, oh. You know, and and with Rainy being Dark so Man. hot, yeah. and maybe you know, maybe we get that too. Um, but uh, no, I, you know, it's already here. Uh, you know, it's it's coming. <laughs> movies, movies next year. <laughs> not, not much else to do except wait for it. Is yeah. uh, let me. Like, I don't get to ask questions as often on the show, but I'm going to go ahead and do this. Get in there. Is, there. is there a chance that what or why this got such a big price tag is because there are so few films left to like distribute at this point because things are just either yeah. not being made, not being finished, whatever have you. That's a good point. I, I honestly, I Sean, probably you're probably right because eight, eight figures is, keep... is what ninety million. We're thinking twenty million. Well, no, it's anywhere between ten and ninety-nine million. Right? Yeah, is, right. is eight figures, and the budget was fifty million. So yeah, okay. So maybe they paid ten. Maybe they, you know, who who knows? But it could be what Sean's saying though too. It's like because honestly, there's not a lot of stuff that's done in the can ready to go, and they could release yeah. this Lionsgate at any point next year and probably make some good money because there's gonna be a lot of less movies in theaters next year than you think. Good so point. it's really you're gonna see that it's really gonna affect theaters next year. God, they're probably freaking out right now like cinemark amc all them regal they're probably all freaking out because that's Nicole a good point Sean. gonna have to cut another commercial you know she goes they have to they, they might not be able to pay her to do any more commercials after this you know they might have to like send, send her away i that's like one of the worst things at amc i mean i get oh, it she's it's great the but dumbest thing i've ever oh, seen right 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. come here. We love it. Oh That's a terrible, terrible Nicole Kidman impression. Uh, I, I like it. Drink. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. <laughs> all you, all you goths, all you goths out there, all you emos, get out to the theaters and go see one of the originals. The guy that made it happen, who put who put kids in white face paint, who put Edward Scissorhands in your high school, because he's coming back to a silver screen come near you. Back. <laughs> make it happen but the crow everybody next year next, next year. year not now sean made a great point <laughs> but the crow is going to be coming out next year they haven't made an official announced date when they just said 2024 this is done it's in the can it's happening we're going to get us a reboot to this hopefully it's good and i think we agree it probably will be i mean it's things can't be jinxed forever and hopefully it pays a good homage to lee's career and everything that he went through to make that movie come out and to make that something great and it's a tragedy that we'll always remember in hollywood and hopefully that stuff stops and you know all we can do is have more fighting on set for protecting people and putting out precautions and actually being safe on set Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight at Cruise Control. Appreciate you as always. It's been a great Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. Happy, 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 happy hump. Hope you humped it up with us for a long time. Hope you were in the whole show. But, Mike, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control as always. Uh, have a great night. Thanks for being on our, our Wednesday edition. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, no, I think I think that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Panico. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, Goldie. Thanks, uh, GR. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. That was fun. I had a good time tonight. <laughs> and Sean, Mr. Sean Sullivan, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control tonight. Appreciate you as always. Happy hump day. We'll see you back next week, of course. Couldn't be a Let's hump day without Sean, right? Absolutely. No, always happy to be here. If it's Wednesday, you know, it's got to be Cruise Control. I am surprised we didn't talk about the Mexican aliens, though. 
Um, but we'll know, talk about that, that next week. We got, we got, we got to save that. We have to they'll save that. Be, you know, they'll still be there. They'll still be there. They're money. They're mummified. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> Make people wonder. Make people wonder. Sabrina, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control. As always, appreciate you, my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, Ryan didn't realize you said Kevin first. We gave Kevin, Kevin right a shout-out, too, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah, right, Kevin. Right off Friend the, the show. Thanks for, thanks thank for you, Ryan. Right, All the way back up. <laughs> Friend of the show, thank Kevin. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And everybody out there, please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, everybody, tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your nephews, your grandmas, your grandpas, your uncles, your uncles, 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 your great uncles, everybody that's around your whole neighborhood, the people that are like actually in strollers and running around and hitting people out of the fucking head with fucking bocce balls, come like cruise control. Talk about lightsabers. That's right, Mike. All the Jedi's and the fucking Sith out there that are fighting all the time. They tell them to fucking stop fighting and like cruise control. Tell everybody, the mailman, the businessman, the fucking salesman, everyone that's coming to your doorstep every day that talks to you and says, hey, what's going on? I want to say this. I want to do this for you. Tell them fucking stop. Subscribe to Cruise Control. And as always, everybody, because without that shit, we won't get there. We're at 582 subscribers. The numbers keep going up every, every, every fucking day. Thank you so much. We appreciate you because we're here to have fun, talk to you about the news, and have a great time in the meantime. So as always, everybody, thank you so much for being here. And as always, until Friday, see ya.